0: Oh, I'm gonna put just as much effort into this intro as
1: the Dallas Mavericks did. Coming up next, I'll tell you who's behind Mavrello. Mm. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks podcast. Dallas
0: Mavericks are NBA champions. Bang!
1: Bang! It's good, and the Mavericks have won the game. Looking for Powell, deflection falls to Luka.
0: board. Hey. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick said media member and coordinator for the Lockdown Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, contributor at Mavs.com, the Mavrello man, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris?
1: Nick, how how's the gas shortage going on in Florida right now?
0: Oh man, it's fine. Nothing is. Uh, nothing's. Nothing's gone crazy yet.
1: Because the Mavericks ran out of gas tonight.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but um, that was, that was bad. That was bad. I'm a dad,
1: uh, guys. I can do this.
0: <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. 2.6 carbs, 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week. All right. Let's be a little serious. The Ma- Dallas Mavericks lose to the Memphis Grizzlies 104-133. to There's just some problems in this game, and a lot of it just stems from effort. The Mavericks didn't get up for this game. And I feel like a broken record now. And I may have to only do this a couple more times the rest of the season. But the Mavericks just don't get up for games like this when they don't necessarily respect is that the right word? Respect the opponent or consider that, uh, consider the opponent to be the upper echelon? Like it's not the Nets, it's not the, you know, the Lakers, it's not the Clippers, it's not the Jazz, you know, it's not any of these teams. And so they just go in and they don't show the effort. And yeah, it was just one of those games again.
1: Yeah, I don't even, I don't even know if I want to put it in the same category as like the Kings or something like that because Memphis is a yeah. playoff team and it took them, you know, a crazy floater floater from Luca to beat them last time. You know what it was like a week or so ago. Yeah, I mean we uh, wouldn't,
0: they, but from the effort that the Mavs showed, I mean, and even the last game, right? We the whole game we said that even that last game that they won against the Grizzlies where Luca hit that game winner, the crazy one. We yeah. were like, they should have lost that game because they just didn't have it. They didn't bring it and all that. And so, I don't know, if you just go by their, their actions or their effort, then they may not respect Yeah, them. and there
1: was no reason for them to lose this game. I mean, you know, Jaron Jackson Jr. <laughs> didn't play in this game. Valanchunas didn't play in this the, game. The Jaron
0: yeah. Jackson Jr. thing is kind of strange. I've been watching some Grizzlies games recently. It's kind of like a Porzingis situation for them. Like, he's been up, mm. he's been up and down and... Playing without him has actually made their made them a little bit more open and like their offense has been clearer and all that kind of stuff. The same sort of situation as Porzingis in a way. They're like in a sense they're better without him on the court statistically. Now overall, are they going to be better? No, it's the same thing with Porzingis. But
1: but it's like this is another example that you know we have more than a handful at, at this point. That going back to your effort point. That when Dallas plays in some of these games against some of these opponents like Memphis, that they just want it more. And it, you know, I think even I know this, you know, the stat isn't the end all, tell all of that, but I think uh, the the difference in fast break points was huge. You know, Eight, I think a difference of like eighteen points, something around there. Um,
0: yeah, the Mavs had but, six, and, and the Grizzlies had twenty one.
1: <laughs> okay, okay, so fifteen point difference. Still, that's but, a lot though. But yeah, it is a lot. And, you know, they, they're just faster. And for people who want to just put, you know, these type of games on KP's head, KP didn't play in this game. <laughs> so you can't you can't pull the KP card on this and be like, well, KP didn't try, you know, and all that. No, nope, you can't do that. And this was, uh you know, I, we'll talk a lot about Luka Doncic. He said right after the game. Uh, he said, hey, this is one of the worst games I've played in my career so far. And uh, I think we can all agree with that. <laughs> he,
0: he scored 12 points, 4 of 16 from the field, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, 5 turnovers. And all of them were like live ball and bad, <laughs> right? Like A lot of those led to those fast break points, like you said. The Mavericks only had 12 turnovers as a team. But it seemed like every single one of them was live ball turnover, where they turned it over and it led to points almost directly. All those fast break points and all that, and it was just it was a very just sloppy bad game for the Mavericks. Porzingis would have helped a little bit, but in this game, the Grizzlies' offensive rating was 143. That means the Mavs' defensive rating was 143. The Mavs yeah. just couldn't defend anybody; they couldn't stop anybody. No. Uh, Dylan Brooks was making some really tough shots at the end. Uh, were, I'm not a fan of that guy. No, me. There's something a, about yeah, as a player he's yeah, as a player he's he's very up and down. Grizzlies fans were like, "Hey, you guys want to slightly use Dylan Brooks? <laughs> you know, if, if your fans are starting are ready to uh get that player off the team, I'm not necessarily sure that's a good deal if you want to trade or, you know, get that guy, but yeah, Dylan Brooks is making some tough shots. Um and then they just made their threes. I mean, 16 of 33 on the Grizzlies' threes. They shot 40 almost 50% of their threes. That's just not you're not gonna win games if you're giving up bad turnovers like that and you're letting them shoot the three. And then the Mavericks couldn't match it, which how can you match a hundred and forty offensive rating, right? Just you'd have to shoot a crazy percentage and they didn't. Twelve of thirty eight from three. That's only thirty to one percent. They um yeah, didn't like out rebound them by a crazy number. They actually got out rebounded. The Mavericks did by nine. And so yeah, just effort, all that. I mean, it's just another one of these games again, it feels like
1: you know Dallas gave them the three pointer like you said but you know they capitalized on that and they're like hey we'll take advantage of that because look at you know Memphis's season average this year from the three point line they average 11 made threes a game they average 31 attempts per game they average 35% from 3 per game now look at those numbers in this game they shot 48 threes in this game they average 31 threes a game they shot um, no, it
0: hit 48 percent. They took 33 of them,
1: okay. Okay, so a little bit over their average of how many they attend, but their average they just you know, made they, more than their, yeah, yeah. They average 11 made threes a game and they hit 18 tonight, 16 tonight, and they averaged 35% from three. They shot 48% from three tonight. They they hit the three and they didn't have Grayson Allen who hit what six threes against us last <laughs> last time we no, played, no, but
0: they did have John Concar who. He had 18 points. Do you remember a single one of them off the top of your head? We no. play this game every once in a while. Well, I right?
1: remember, I remember a three he hit. Yeah,
0: I, I, like I, I, don't know if I can remember. He scored 18 points, and they're like all forgettable. Like, how can I? <laughs> Maybe I didn't watch the game close enough, but it just like you can kind of tell it just looks like this this game is gonna be one that the Mavericks lose. They. We're not leading after the first quarter. It was 28-27, to 27, so that record's still intact. And then that third quarter was just where it kind of just went from bad to worse, right? Uh, 36 points for the Grizzlies. The Mavericks only scored 25 in that third quarter, and they got out to that lead, and they basically just never gave it up after that. And uh, coming up, I want to get into a change that Carlisle made, and this is a conversation we can start talking about. Playoff rotations and who's going to be the changes. What are the different kind of looks that the Mavericks can throw out? Because Carlisle threw out a look and and a lineup that just completely baffled me. And I'm very confused on it. We'll get into it coming up. But before we do, we have to talk about the Michelob Ultra Player of the Week, Isaac Harris. Let's throw in some nominations. So if today is the 12th, let's go all the way back to Wednesday the 5th. Who are some nominations for uh, Ultra Player of the Week for the Dallas Mavericks?
1: Oh, man. Um... I don't know a couple of guys. I mean, if we we could always talk about Luca, but a couple of guys off the top of my head, uh, Tim Hardaway. I think we gave it to Tim Hardaway last week. Uh, but if we, I mean, you want to want to lean into the Josh Green love a little bit? <laughs> I may lean into <laughs> some Josh Green love. I think Willie's played you know pretty well uh, as of late. Um, Josh Richardson, I think he's had you know a couple a couple th- games before this one. But.
0: The crazy thing about Luca is if you take it to. Back to the fifth, um, last Wednesday, and Luca's played four games. The Mavericks are three and one in those games, so that means it's the uh, the Brooklyn win, the two Cleveland wins, and then the loss against this this Memphis Grizzlies team. Luca averages 18 points <laughs> this week, like it's just lo- that number looks so strange. He shot 36% from the field, 25% from three, uh, f- under five assists. Um, on average, this week, so and because he
1: got ejected, because and then because he had a ejected. horrible game tonight, and then I think he didn't play the fourth quarter the, against the first Cavs
0: first- game. Yes, yeah, so he just didn't. So I'm going to give it to Tim Hardaway Junior. Twenty two points on average, shot fifty percent from three this week, and uh, had you know, uh, and plus minus was was ten. On average, Lucas was minus one point three. So if you, if you look at that, his just his uh, impact on the court, we could we could give a little love to Josh Josh Green, I think, just for some impact here and there. But I think Tim Hardaway, man, he's 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 been rocking and rolling, and he's been doing exactly what you want. The of right. Ultra Player of the Week to do Isaac Harris. It's only worth it if you enjoy it, and you should play Tim Hardaway Junior. more. That's what you should do. That's that's worth it. Two but are points. you
1: happy because you win? Or do you win because you're happy?
0: The Mavericks are sad because they lost tonight. Two point six carbs, ninety five calories. Joy creates success. Enjoyment isn't the end game; it's the whole game. Mikkel LaBolter, Player of the Week. Tim Hardaway Jr.
1: Maybe they lost because they were sad, though.
0: All right, Isaac Harris. Let's get into this game. So there's a change that I mentioned. Uh, the Mavericks were down. The, the largest lead for the for the Grizzlies at at this point. Four change minutes. Of
1: ownership, Mavrello.
0: For Four minutes and 15 seconds left in the third quarter. The Mavericks are down by, uh, or there's just a little bit about four minutes and 30. The Mavericks are down by nine. It was the largest lead of the game for the Grizzlies at that point. And then Carlisle decides to change it up. He decides to throw it We, we talked about how the Mavericks have a couple of guys now that they can throw in to just change it up, to just change the pace. Josh Green is a guy like this. Bobon's yeah. obviously a guy like this. Trey Burke can kind of be a guy like this. Um, JJ Redick I guess can be and may not be anymore we'll get into him in a minute but just a bunch of different lineups you can throw out there to try and just change the pace because they have a bunch of guys that just kind of sit at the end of their bench and don't necessarily play regular rotation minutes so he decides to go with Boban so the Luka and Boban combination which is a classic let's just change the pace of the game a little bit let's get some automatic let's get some automatic buckets from Luka and Boban and then he puts out Maxi with them, which kind of makes sense. You want to play a little, a little defense. It was Maxi's first game back in a little while from the sore Achilles. Rusty. Definitely he rusty. He definitely rusty. <laughs> did not look like himself still. And then Brunson and Burke, the water bucks, he put out there with them. And that lineup, I, I'm going to go look it up on Cleaning the Glass right now because that lineup has to just be... One of the worst on the Mavericks because anytime they're in there, it's something about those two together just bring out the worst in the other one. And I don't know why it doesn't really make sense for them to do that, but uh, it just doesn't really make any sense. It may be because Trey Burke just does not pass and cannot pass. Because man, there was a couple times tonight I was like, "Hit the roller, hit the roller," and maybe the window was too too short for him, but that just didn't work out. And. The Grizzlies just extended their lead after that into the third quarter, and just any kind of momentum the Mavericks could have seized back with a lineup change like that they did not get, and so I was I, I was very uh, disappointed, I guess, but also just confused about that change that Carlisle made.
1: Well, yeah, the third quarter was just you know a disaster. They won that quarter by uh, by eleven points. They scored thirty six points in that third quarter. Memphis did, you know, they went into the fourth quarter with with 96 points and anytime a team is right is within five points of a hundred uh going into the fourth quarter then uh your defense is sucking (laughs) so that's where dallas is at so i didn't i actually didn't mind him throwing out bobon it was i'm with you on the combination of players around that because yeah i'm all about hey you just gotta throw it when offense is not working previously this was let's break the glass and say, let's throw JJ Beret out there. And whenever you just need something else different, you want to muck it up. You want to bring something, you know, something new to the offense. You just give it a different look. Boban is kind of in a way that right now of like, hey, let's just throw Boban in the game. Let's work it down in the post with him some and just give some type of different look. It's just a combination because when you have Brunson, when you have Trey Burke, even though Trey Burke is you know trying really hard on defense right now, he had that stretch there. They're just going to put Boban in pick and rolls for days. So you need you know fast defenders around. And honestly, I I know we crack jokes about the whole. You know, sometimes the fan base gets obsessed about the Josh Green thing of like, man, if Josh Green played, we'd win. Also, I was kind of thoroughly confused of why Josh Green didn't play. This would have been a perfect
0: th- game for him. They were getting out hustled. Yeah. They were they were getting out played. The fast break, like you would at least had a guy that would catch up to somebody in transition.
1: Yeah, exactly. I don't. I'm not saying that Josh Green plays 35 minutes; they win this game. I just, I was kind of confused of like, especially when you get down 15, 20, you're getting out hustled. Your defense is not playing well. Let's throw in a guy who's gonna is gonna you know give a crap and mm-hmm. you know tries to play some defense and stuff like that. So I, I didn't understand that. I don't know how much it would have changed the impact or the the ending of the game.
0: Yeah, I, I think they could have. That was the turning point for me, where they could have just seized back some momentum. They could have taken that nine point lead and turned it into. You know, uh, a one-point lead or even taking the lead back, right, was just a couple possessions. They're only three possessions away from tying the game basically at that point. And yeah. so they could have done that. And then that was the change that Carlisle went with. And then it just, I mean, it kind of just blew up on him after that. Memphis was up by, like you said, 14 points at the end of the third quarter. And then they just took it to another level in the first couple of minutes. Dwight gets ejected. We'll talk about that in a minute. And then the, just the momentum was completely out of it. Lucas sits and, and then it's kind of done after that. Uh, the Waterbugs lineup, by the way, any any lineup with Brunson and Burke together is actually a positive two net net rating. However, get off of them. However, the offensive rating is one hundred and nine point seven, so way lower than the Mavericks' normal offensive rating. So, it's uh, it's definitely a downgrade for them. And <laughs> some of these lineups, like some of them are like, there's a random lineup of of the Waterbugs, Richardson, Finney, Smith, and Porzingis. That's a plus forty one net rating. Like they just destroyed a team. Interesting. Uh, but then, a, but then he switched Dorian with Maxi. It's a minus fifteen. <laughs> it's just like wow. a very, just a very strange combination. So I'm still holding on to the fact that those two together are just not good. But yeah, that was a, that, I think that was the big turning point of the game. And so uh, yeah, that, do we want to move on to? Uh, we'll move on to something else. We talked about Luka. It was his worst game of the season. JJ Redick, man. Has he played? Well, as can,
1: can we can we just say Luca real quick? It's okay for Luca to have bad games. Yeah, like, we not. I'm not. It's perfectly like. Sleep about I, it. I, yeah, I'm not. It's like, hey, Luca just didn't have it tonight, and there, I don't think there's any huge, you know, like opinions, conclusions you can come away from this game. At least not for me. And it's like, all right, I'm our top six, top five player in the league had a bad game. That's part of it. And when you're missing the second best player on the team, the second, the other, the second max player guy, and you don't have some of the other, you know, star players as a third or fourth option like some teams, you know, have out there, then it's really going to be magnified when Luca has a, a pretty bad game. So I just wanted to say that real quick.
0: Absolutely. Literally. Uh if you want to start looking at some trends, Luca last couple of games here from three. This is going back to the Washington game. So basically the start of May. One of six, one of seven, five of ten against Miami. 5 of 13 against Brooklyn, 1 of 5, 0 for 2, and then tonight, uh, 0 for 4. So the three-point shot has not gone down for him. It kind of is the key to his, his game at this point, especially if he just doesn't have the legs and honestly is disinterested, right? Like if he's disinterested in a game, then he has to have that three-ball go or else the whole rest of the game. He doesn't light up, right? He needs something to energize himself. You know, a 1,000 fans in Memphis are not going to do that for him. The he's way that the, that
1: energy for the playoffs. The way,
0: and I'd rather him do that. But the way that he's playing, you know, now is not just going to energize him and take him to that next level to become interested in the game. And I think that's fine. And not everybody is Westbrook, and you don't want everybody to be Westbrook necessarily all the time. No. Um, so uh, JJ Redick is, is what I wanted to bring up next. Man, has he played his last game as a Maverick? It kind of feels like it.
1: No, 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 no. I don't want to say that.
0: I know you're Mister Optimism, but he he hurt his heel again. He's I mean, he was
1: back on the bench. Like if he like tore it or something like that, I don't think we'd see him on the bench. He was back on the bench. He was with the team in and like, timeouts and stuff. I don't expect him to play. You know, t- tonight against the Pelicans, probably not the last two games. But if you're, I'm not going to rule out that he comes off the bench come playoff time. I don't think that's out of the question. Now we you could hear some by the time you listen to this podcast, and they're like, hey, he's out for the rest of the season or something like that. And I wouldn't be shocked either. I just, out of how all that unfolded, I'm not saying, like, oh, he's done. At this point, we're recording at 1040. (laughs)
0: Central time on on Tuesday night. Yeah, I I think we may have seen Alaska. I I don't think he's going to be right. And I don't know, at this point, with the amount of games he's been able to play, the amount of time he's been able to play, that he's going to be, he may play, like, one more game, right? He may be thrown in there one more time in a playoff game but there i mean there's 3 games left for the Mavericks in the regular season one of them is a back to back so he's not going to play there and then depending on where they play it it could be 4 to 7 or you know what if they get to the second round then there could be a couple of games after that so it's it, there's just not a lot of real estate left for him to for him to cover so yeah, yeah. thought that was interesting with JJ Redick he, he hurt his heel on another play where the Mavericks make a good defensive play, and then the ref calls, calls it the other way. There's all kinds of weird ref stuff in this game, uh, and just weird ref stuff in general this year. It just seems like yeah,
1: well, the refs aren't to blame in this game, though. This was a Mavs effort.
0: I'm not. I didn't game. say that. I just said there was weird
1: ref well, stuff. I, yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there. Like
0: they're to blame, Isaac. They missed all those
1: threes. <laughs> but <laughs> coming up after this, let's talk crew? about it. My- <laughs> all right, let me let me reset the T's. Pat Frere up at,
0: missed up all these back. threes. Kevin Cutler, Cutler missed all these threes. Benny Adams. I, I've never heard of any Benny of those Adams. reps.
1: <laughs> coming up after break, we're going to talk about Kyle Anderson.
0: The nemesis. Dun, dun, dun. But before we do, we got to talk about Bilt Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar. It tastes like a candy bar. They're absolutely delicious. I actually have one right here. Boom. It's the golden, it's the golden ticket
1: right here. That honestly is the golden ticket.
0: Gold, coconut brownie chunk, the best built bar that there is. It's absolutely delicious to a T. Every listener that has gotten built bar has sent me a DM at some point and said mm. these bars are actually really good. I I thought you guys were just messing with me, and they actually are really good. Uh, there's a bunch of different flavors right now. You can go get again. It's a protein bar. It tastes like a candy bar. Go get them right now. Builtbar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED fifteen to get fifteen percent off your next order. Start racking up some points. You can get some uh, some discounts. You can get if you rack up enough points, you can get a five dollar discount on your next box. So start getting those points. The reward points starts adding up. Builtbar.com. Promo code LOCKED fifteen. Also want to tell you about BetOnline.ag. It's the place where you can put down some money. Hopefully you didn't put down money on the Dallas Mavericks tonight. But you can do that if you'd like to. Uh, Let's see if they have any lines for the Mavericks coming up against the Pelicans. By the way, Zion obviously not playing. Ingram hasn't been playing for them. So that's something that we can uh, look into. So I'm not sure if they're going to. They don't have a line for it right now. But they do have a line for Atlanta versus Washington. Another game. That that was a classic the other night when Westbrook got the triple-double record. And he had a, sh- a three-point shot. He had a shot to win the game at the end. Missed it. That was a pretty fun. Oh, the bummer. That was a- it was a bummer that he missed it, but it was a fun game to watch. The full Russell Westbrook experience. This game on BetOnline.ag. Uh, Hawks five-and-a-half-point favorite over the Wizards. I don't know about that one. This could be a revenge game. We have all the weird like Kent Bazemore, Bradley Beal stuff. Oh, Bazemore is on the Warriors, but uh, Bradley Beal may want to come back and prove something he can. You know, the scoring title I guess is within reach. It's kind of close, but anyway, uh, be interested to see how the Wizards pull out that one. Bet online. Use the promo code Locked On to get 50% welcome bonus to the first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Isaac Harris. So we got to talk about the most important thing in the Mavericks right now. And that's Matt (laughs) vrello I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right. Um,
1: Did you really want to talk about him?
0: No, not at all.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, Kyle Anderson had a run, and
0: congrats.
1: (laughs) That's all I'm going to say. He
0: really sold it, Isaac. He really sold out. And uh, he had a great run in this game.
1: Fifteen. He po- was selling himself to the league, saying like, <laughs> "I'm a good player."
0: Fifteen points, four rebounds, two assists, two steals. And if you don't remember, years ago, four years ago now, Ooh. it's been a while he was now. On the Spurs. He was on the Spurs then, but Isaac tweeted out a gif of Kyle Anderson completely flopping on a play, and Kyle Anderson quote tweeted him and said, "This is how I was taught to sell the game. My up. dad taught me how My to dad sell a taught play." Me this. <laughs> Send him Uh, back. So ever since then, he's been his nemesis. That's why people tweet at Isaac when Kyle Anderson does anything against the Mavs.
1: Thank you, Kyle Anderson. Thank (laughs) you. Have fun to play in.
0: Do we want to... We talked about all the scenarios yesterday, but now it's kind of seen... It's now pretty real, right? So And the math gets a little bit easier now that there's less games. The Blazers and Mavericks have the same record now. And... The Blazers have three games left, and the Mavericks have three games left. I'll actually just br- bring this up. And there's a weird mm. wrinkle in this that you guys hey, should
1: – they... in... Hey, can we get our intern to throw these upcoming schedules up on the screen? <laughs>
0: okay. Let me get our intern to do that right now. All
1: right. Thank you. <laughs> get her... They're working on it. Real quick. Get our we don't have a mic for him right now. So. Yeah,
0: hold on. My uh, my soundboard was broken, so I couldn't get the intern. Here we go. The intern got them up. All right. These are the schedules for these two teams. The Mavericks obviously play the Pelicans tonight, Wednesday, and at the second night of a back-to-back. Then they play Toronto, who has nothing left to play for except for lottery odds. And then Minnesota, who they're still kind of trying, but they don't really have anything left to play for either on that weird Sunday where everybody's going to be playing at once. The Blazers play at Utah and then at Phoenix the second night of a back-to-back. So back-to-back against Utah and Phoenix on the road. And both of those teams still have stuff to play for right now at this point. I mean, I, I think that... The, I think the, it, the one seed is still up for grabs, right? Yeah, one and a half yeah. games f- lead for the, the Jazz right now. So,
1: And whoever lands at two, you're potentially playing you know, the Clippers in the second round.
0: Right, and so that's pretty big right there. Those teams are both going to be pretty motivated. doesn't mean they're going to lose. No, it doesn't necessarily mean the Blazers are going to lose both games. The Mavs are going to win all the games that are in front of them. But then the last game is against Denver. And this is so strange because depending on when the game is – what the other outcomes for the other games are, like let's say the Mavericks and let's say the Mavericks and Blazers, what they they both win the first two games, right? And then the Mavericks win the Minnesota game, and then Denver, Portland is like 7 p.m. or 6 p.m. or whatever that night. All of a sudden, Denver gets to decide. Do we want to play Portland? Do we want to play the Mavericks? Because they could sit all their guys and all of a sudden make a decision to where if the Mavericks or whoever wins that last game, if they're tied in the first two, then that's who Denver plays. (laughs) And the other, the other one goes to uh, the Clippers.
1: That's really wild to think about. And that's like the ultimate bulletin board material too. If you're Portland, whoever they want, you know, yeah, you know, they set the guys because they want to play Portland and, it just gives extra motivation to Portland. But I you have to you have to guess that Portland loses at least one of these games against Utah or Phoenix. And at this point, you're hoping Dallas runs the table, right? I mean Mathematically no Zion. The,
0: Mathematically the Blazers have to lose one of these games for the Mavericks to surpass them they have to. Yeah. Like if they tie, if the Mavericks win all 3 of their games and Blazers win all 3 of their games, Blazers own the tiebreaker and so the Blazers would be higher up. So the Mavericks need the Blazers to lose one of these 3 games.
1: Yeah. And, you know, the Lakers are still in the conversation. They're playing right now as we're talking against the Knicks. So, you know, Lakers can gain a little bit of ground on Dallas if they pull that game out. Uh, against the Knicks which you guys will know by the time you listen to this yeah, podcast they're,
0: but at the, if they win the game they're still at one full game back from both of them so okay there's still a little bit of ways back it could still happen for them but
1: but there's no reason for Dallas to lose uh, those last two like that that would even just the be New, even absolute, the New Orleans one <laughs> yeah even the New Orleans one they've been a little bit a little feisty but you know the Toronto Minnesota thing. I mean Isaac, that Minnesota. Isaac,
0: they're playing James Johnson in crunch time.
1: Hey, I'm not gonna slander James. They're Johnson.
0: playing Westwood one do rotation minutes.
1: Oh uh, okay okay. Dallas <laughs>
0: <They> win. <laughs> well, I'm gonna look up when the last time Ingram's played because I think it is has been a little while. That's that's kind of a team I have a hard time following. All these teams, man, with all these play. Ingram hasn't played since May fourth, so last week basically. Uh, mm. I'm not sure what's going on with him. He's, he doesn't seem to have an injury listed on in here. He's day to day with an ankle. So, but
1: um, I would, you know, the biggest storyline for Dallas right now, outside of just playoff seating, bringing this uh, back to the game tonight is, you know, the return of KP, you yeah. know, he's missed a decent amount of games now. And if KP does truly, you know, suit up tonight, what does he, that, you know, that what was does the he target look like? Date. Yeah. It's, it's the target date. Does he play these final three games how does he look against you know New Orleans? Does he have a minute restriction? You know, who do they start? Do they, you know, go back to KP at the five? Do they leave a rim roller in there with Willie? Does Luca even play? I mean, that really frustrates the Mavs fans. He had the tough fall tonight, flipping over the scores table and stuff. So, you know, I think there's a lot of questions going into that Pelicans game of who's playing, you know, the minute restrictions, all of that not even beyond that, like positions and roles. And yeah, it's, it's crazy. We're three games out. When we have all these questions we had at the beginning.
0: Willie's played really well, man. Like how many times in the middle of a yeah. game this season have I, have I texted you and be like, Willie sucks. Honestly, right? Yeah. Like I've texted that a, a bunch lot. of times
1: this season. <laughs> evergreen, Evergreen text. In <laughs> the
0: last couple of the last couple of weeks, I thought he's been really good. And he's been finishing yeah. around the rim. He's been putting stuff up. He had that move against Tillman where he grabs the off- left left hook. The, he grabs the offensive rebound. Yeah. No, and he spins around and got that that lefty layup.
1: on him I I thought that was a
0: great play that just stuff that he hasn't done he may be like Porzingis in the sense that he needs a little bit of a warm-up right like he needs a little Mm. bit of a maybe even into the season because after he took that break uh took the took the break he was out for health and safety protocols for about a month ever since then it seems like he's been a little bit better
1: no yeah oh I I think he's I think comfort is the word I land on the most he seems more comfortable in his role and what he's being asked to do and He gives a little bit more, you know, him and Dwight's pretty much asked to do the same thing, but he gives a little bit more height, a little bit more length, a little bit more agility defensively than Dwight does. And yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I I didn't want to end it on a negative.
0: (laughs) It was, it was another experiment in the off season where the Mavericks said, all right, we need with, with KP and then Maxi is potentially our starters. We need a couple of guys that are good rollers. And Willie's yeah. a pretty good roller, and Dwight's a great roller, and so they. Need- and he's our
1: best defensive center. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> and whether you want to say if that's a thing for Willie, or if you want to say that's more of a thing about the Mavericks, um, he he is. He's the best defensive center we have. <laughs> Unless you want to call Maxius, well.
0: <laughs> uh, he is man. Uh, so yeah, there you go. That's the game. L- let me know what you guys think about the Mavericks' end of their record, the end of the season. Who do you want to play? I mean, you could still they could still play the Clippers for sure. That's up on the table. They could still play. Yep. They could still fall into the play in at this point, right? There's that's still a possibility. Yeah. So anything can happen until at this point, guys. Let us know what you think. Comment on YouTube. Subscribe if you're not subscribed on YouTube, and then uh, tweet us at Locked On Maps and all that, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs. Peace out. Boom. And now, your moment of sin. Mid-morning, you stretched a little bit. You feel pretty good. You, no, no, no. You're, you're alone in a gym, and you have 53-point shots from anywhere around the arc you want to take them. How many are you making right now?
1: Oh, I have no idea.